But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Hi, this is Steve, and welcome back to another segment of Press On. This is called, Do You Smell That? Over the course of my 65 years of life, many illnesses have become part of my vocabulary. As a young boy, I quickly became familiar with words like the mumps, measles, chicken pox, polio, croup, the Asian flu, tonsillitis, and the common cold. Particularly when it involved a vaccine, I hated measles. I'm pretty sure I got the mumps, measles, and chicken pox almost all in one year, or at least it seemed that way. It seems that all of these illnesses have faded into the memories of long ago, particularly when, just over three years ago, the word COVID came on the scene and dominated the news, our thoughts, day in and day out. It almost seemed like no other illness existed. COVID-19, however, will leave its mark on history, at least our history. But is it the illness that is most feared throughout all of history? By no means. It does not even rank, even with all the loss of life and the emotional brokenness that COVID caused. The most feared disease of history in ancient times is leprosy. The physical impairments caused by the illness and the devastating effects on the skin and nerves brought prejudice, fear, and segregation in all societies. Those suffering this disease were socially isolated and forced to live in poverty and loneliness. Because of stigma and discrimination, those affected often experienced loss of self-esteem and dignity. They felt fear, shame, hopelessness, and guilt. Lepers were more likely to suffer psychiatric disorders than any other condition or illness. Leprosy caused gross deformities of the face and extremities of the body. Those infected suffered crippling disabilities involving walking, use of hands, sight, and touch, exasperating the need to conceal the illness. Yet, because of the nature of this illness, covering up could not conceal the smell of rotting flesh. Those who had early stages of leprosy had some success in concealing their disease in public, which, by the way, was illegal if you were caught to be out in public, and sometimes even meant death. Yet the smell often betrayed them. Such a heartbreaking illness. In the Old Testament, the book of Leviticus contains an entire chapter regarding how a leper healed the disease must respond. It was a cleansing ritual. Yet, after centuries, the rabbis noticed that these rituals required Leviticus had never been used, not in all the history of Israel, because no Jew had ever been healed of leprosy. This caused them to begin to believe, and correctly so, that this miracle was reserved only for the Messiah when he arrived. So the healing of a leper was the mark of the arrival of the Messiah. There was a fellow by the name of Naaman who was a Syrian general that is talked about in Leviticus, but he was a Syrian and not a Jew. So this miracle was reserved for Jews only by the Messiah. Jesus in Luke chapter 4 testified that no Jewish lepers had been healed since the law was given. When Jesus did heal lepers, he required that they go to the priests in fulfillment of Leviticus. Not only as proof of their healing, 
was a message to the religious leaders that the Messiah had arrived. It was well understood by the religious leaders that a leper could not be touched by any other person other than the Messiah, or they would be unclean. It was only the Messiah who could touch a leper and not be defiled. So when the leper said to Jesus and Luke, You can heal me, he was confessing his faith in Jesus as the Messiah. Metaphorically speaking, it is the one illness that throughout the Bible graphically depicts the nature and impact of sin. It's rotting, slow destruction of the body, emotional, psychological, and cultural separation from others. This, from a spiritual perspective, is what a person looks like under the curse of sin. It's, it's like a walking dead man with robes that are torn and smelly, hair disheveled, mouth covered. This was the dress of a mourner. It's the dress of how we look spiritually, going to our own funeral and proclaiming all the way, unclean, unclean, as one does for a dead body. This is the picture of all men under the sentence of death, the curse of sin, rotting in his own corruption under the power of sin, cut off from God without hope, incurable by any natural means except the divine intervention of God through Jesus Christ. Through the shedding of his blood and the washing away of our uncleanliness. Hear the story of Jesus' encounter with a leper in Matthew 8. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Today in the world that we live, the smell of sin is becoming more pungent as the days go on. Man celebrates that which is wrong and discards that which is right. For as Romans says, he has exchanged the truth about God for a lie. He declares with pride that which God has called rotting flesh, but to those who know they are rotting away and their hearts are broken, Christ's words ring out, I am willing. Choose this day to come to the only one who can cleanse you of the rot of sin and make you a pleasing aroma before God, for the day of the Lord is near. This is Steve, and until we meet again, I beg you to consider these words and press on. Struggling to make sense of simple words And I can't mold them Nor can I hold them 
I'll be 